0: And it is amazing, but people don't realize it. You can absolutely be very effective in networking and generating new, new business uh, in the world of uh, Zoom with people that you've never met before. And I'm gonna be going
1: through that today. We're excited to dive into this stimulating conversation with Scott Nevins because at VOCA we know Attraction in the career navigating process is directly related to expanding your network. This is the Career Navigator podcast, where we deliver the insights you need to discover and travel God's path to the best next for your career. I'm Dr. Chip Roper, your host. We believe that no one needs to walk alone through career transition. And I'm not alone. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-hosts, Ken Kennard and Sarah Evers. And Ken is going to tell us a little bit about our guest.
2: Our guest today is Scott Nevins. Scott is a serial entrepreneur and CEO. Right now, he's a principal wealth advisor with Bernstein Global Wealth Management. Scott's clients include high net worth individuals, nonprofits, endowments, and foundations. Networking is core to Scott's business, and he's passionate about helping people do it well. This conversation was recorded on March 5th, 2021 with a live virtual audience, and you can follow along with his slide deck by clicking on the link in our show notes.
3: Today's conversation with Scott covers several implementable takeaways for the job seeker and answers questions like, is it even possible to build your network in the age of Zoom? And what do you need to set up your video conference space? Answering questions like these is critical to successful job transition. So we built the career navigator coaching program to equip you to identify and land the ideal job for you. The 10 level program moves from self discovery to messaging to job search technique. It uses online learning, personal assessment and live coaching to drive progress. Each level is infused with biblical wisdom to anchor your job journey in your faith. A key part of the Career Navigator is building your network and having information interviews. Scott has some best practices for the job seeker and virtual networker. Let's hear what Scott has to say.
0: Well, great. Well, uh, Chip, uh, thank you. Sarah, thank you. Ken, thank you. I'm actually going to uh, uh, go through this presentation kind of quickly in certain spots because I know you guys have already spent a fair amount of time talking about the use of Zoom, Uh, but the points that Sarah was talking about, I've I've got a couple of slides on on what she referred to in terms of like where you're looking, uh, and uh, it, it really makes all the difference in the world. Um, The goal in what we're trying to do in this is to literally replace in-person meetings, and you have to build the same level of trust that you used to be able to do when you were doing it in in in-person meetings. Um, Before all of this started, um, I used to teach a program called um, Rainmaking uh, Through Networking. And... um, what i used to do that for law firms accounting firms investment banking firms uh th- for uh senior folks in transition uh, universities and so on because um my background uh just giving you just a brief understanding of where I'm coming from. For the last 15 years, I'm now one of the senior guys at Bernstein. So I manage money for high net worth individuals. The minimum is a million dollars. I've got clients that have over a hundred million dollars with the firm. And we're unique in that we're a fiduciary. Uh, We don't resell third party products. We're obsessed with managing risk, but it's all about building trust, right? And when, um, when the pandemic started, Uh, a year ago, um, and the world was no longer going to be in-person meetings, the question was, well, how was I going to reinvent my practice so that my clients would feel the same warm and fuzziness that they used to feel when I was in person with them? And then secondly, how was I going to continue to grow my practice? I mean, I have one of the largest practices at my firm, but, um, you know, each year, um, the, you know, I, I've repeatedly, uh, meaningfully grown my practice. And so if I wasn't going to be doing what I normally used to do, which was a breakfast meeting, a lunch meeting, a dinner meeting, um, uh, meetings throughout the course of the day. Um, and now I'm going to be doing it virtually, how is I going to actually be successful? And so I'm going to be giving you very specific, actionable things that you can do today. Um, nothing that I'm going to be talking about today is rocket scientist type of stuff, and I promise you, um, you, you you will walk away with things that you can implement today. Um, my background before I was at Bernstein, I was a CEO. I ran seven different companies. They were They were either financial service or technology service companies. Um, I always had outside investors. So being very entrepreneurial basically meant always reinventing yourself and basically coming up with, you know, and capitalizing on chaos. So I, I I joined Bernstein in 2006, and if you go back to 2008, that was a pretty challenging time in the capital markets, but it was a fantastic time to be building up a practice if, because four of the companies that I grew were were growth companies, three were turnarounds. And it was just, if you knew how to handle a situation like that, even though I didn't create it, it was going to be a good a good situation uh, to build a practice, which it turned out to be. Um, I began at GE Capital when it was actually cool to be a part of GE. Now it is not cool to be a part of GE. Uh, back in the early 80s, GE Capital was the place to be. Uh, it, now in 2020, it is the last place you want to be. Um, but that, that last bullet of you know always reinventing yourself, that's what we're talking about today. Um, and uh, you know, I think you'll, uh, the, 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 the quote that I have on here, I think says it all in terms of where I come from. There's no such thing as someone who's very honest or highly ethical. You're either honest and ethical or you're not. And that's how I built my practice. That's how I live my life. Um, that's, that's how you can be most successful. And so that's what we're going to be talking about now in terms of reinventing yourself in the world of Zoom. So um, normally when I go through this, and I actually do this program virtually every day, at least once a day, Um, for groups of anywhere from one to about 250 people. I don't charge anything for it. I'm on 10 different boards. This is just one of the many ways that I give back to the community. Um, It's a great way for me to meet new people. And at the same time, um, know that I'm really helping a lot of people. But I talk about setting up your Zoom studio. We're all TV celebrities now. We didn't sign up to be a TV celebrity, but you are now a TV celebrity. Um, How do you use body language effectively? Um, Everything from smiling. If you look at Sarah as an example, I mean, she keeps smiling. She's engaging, right? Well, that's, that's really fantastic because... In the world of networking, one of the things that I'm going to be pointing out is you're always looking at all the people that are, that are on a Zoom meeting, and you're going to be drawn to the people that are friendliest. And they're going to be drawn to you if you look the friendliest. And if you don't look the friendliest, you're not going to be the person that people are going to be reaching out to. Um, and it is amazing, but people don't realize it. You can absolutely be very effective in networking and generating new new business uh, in the world of uh, Zoom with people that you've never met in, uh, before. And I'm going to be going through that today. So um, uh, real quickly here, if you look at me on the left, that's me at the beginning of the pandemic. I was using my iPad. The lighting was poor. Uh, what people don't realize is if you're using an iPad, Uh, The camera is off to the left. The camera, what people don't realize is they're constantly looking at the people on the screen rather than where the camera is. You have to look at where the camera is. It's not where the, so, um, you know, you feel warm and fuzzy when you're looking at the person. But if I were not looking at the camera now as I'm presenting to you, and if I'm looking um, at you guys on my screen and I move and I'm going to be sh- showing you uh, uh, some tools of the trade, but if I, where, where you guys are on my screen right now, I'm looking directly at you. But if I speak to you and I continue speaking to you this way, you're not going to feel like I'm looking at you. Well, if you're interviewing with somebody, you're building up trust, you're looking at them on the screen, you're bonding with them, you think, but this is what they see. It's the last thing you want them to see, because if you're standing in front of somebody and you're looking off to the side well, how long is it gonna take before you, know, you would walk away from them? So one of the things that I tell everybody to do is to get a movable camera, as you're gonna see, where I move my, um, my camera to where the boxes are on the screen. So I feel f- warm and fuzzy that I'm looking at you, you feel warm and fuzzy that you're looking at me. Um, lighting on the left, you can notice is, it looks lousy. Um, Also, uh, uh, as uh, Chip was mentioning before, everything around you has to be there for a purpose. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that uh, I happen to have is a collection of hundreds of bobblehead dolls. It's something that, you know, is really wonderful. I have in my uh, office, I have shelving around, you know, the top. Um, but And I wanted to purposely show that if the angle is wrong, you'd see a shelf coming out of my head. That's not a really great look. Also, there's a hanger hanging from a door. Not a great look if you're trying to be, you know, looking professional. On the right, you'll notice that, You know, I'm looking at the camera. You'll notice the lighting is better. But also notice what I've circled, which people don't do, which they it's the simplest, easiest way of generating additional contacts. Put your email in the name um, on the screen. You have your first name, your last name and your email address. It is not a. all of these little basics, by the way, if you right click on your, on your name, it brings up a little dialog box that you can rename it um, to get the little vertical line, because that was a killer for me. It's the shift over uh, the enter key. Um, and you can put your email address. Why do you want to do that? Because again, in the world of networking, make it easy for people to be able to reach you. On the right hand side, I've got two people, two different views of myself, one which if you look around the room, you're going to see that there's some people that look one direction and you're going to look around the room and you're going to see some people that look the other direction. One I call the parent, one I call the child. Uh, The parent, um, that's the one where you've got your computer on your desk, your laptop on your desk, and it's looking up to you. So it's really exciting to look up people's noses, I'm sure, uh, that you may get a kick out of that. But it's not the most professional um, look that people necessarily want, want to portray. So what I normally do is I have my uh, computer, my laptop, sitting on five different books just to get it up to the level. Sarah was pointing out, you know, where do you want it? Well, do you want the camera to be right at your eye level. You don't want the center of the screen to be at your eye level. You don't want you want the camera to be at your eye level. However many books it takes, that's how many things that you should that you should uh, use. Um, the the other one I call the child, where if you have a monitor. And you've got a camera that's on top and it's looking down at you. It means that, you know, now, you know, I'm not, you're not building up a warm and fuzzy feeling with me. You know, it's like I'm looking down at you. Well, again, pretend like you're sitting across the table from somebody. That's really what you're trying to get across or you're standing in front of them. Um, some equipment. So I'm up in my Rhode Island house right now, so I don't have as much equipment here. Normally I'm in my, I live in Greenwich and we have a second home in Rhode Island. And last night we came up to our Rhode Island house. But in my Connecticut house, I have eight lights. I have um, the little rectangular lights that you see on the left-hand side of the screen. um, And they're actually on my laptop right now. So they suction cup to the back. What you're trying to do in the world of lighting is you want lighting coming towards your face. You don't want it behind you. Um, um, Like here, I have a shade pulled down over my left side. So I will tell you, this is not the perfect, um, I don't have a blackout shade on this window here. uh, In in my home office, I actually do have a blackout shade. Um, But you don't want any, the goal is you're trying to get your face lit and not have too much brightness uh, in the background. Um, I have ring lights, so I have multiple ring lights. Um, I have a very high-end mic, um, it's a directional mic, so if you have kids in the background, if there's lawnmowers, snowblowers, anything else in the background, I, you can't hear a thing uh, when, when, you're, when I'm using this. It sounds like you know it's a production quality um, microphone because most people, if you listen to them, sound like they're talking from a tunnel because the, the cameras and the microphones that are in a laptop or a computer that you're buying the quality is eh, because that's not what they put their money into. They put it into the monitor. They put it into the processor. They don't put it into the camera. They don't put it into the, into the mic. Um, I have a Logitech camera, which I slide along the top of my computer. So if you're using a desktop computer, um, put it on a tripod, slide it in front of you. But again, you want you, you, the goal is put the camera wherever the people are that you're speaking to, especially when you 've got the Hollywood Squares thing up where you've got people on the left and the right um, you know, of your screen, so that um, you know because if I 'm talking to one person on the left side of my screen, I move it over here. If I'm to, you know, and I 'll look at them over here, and if they're on the right, I'll look over here. But don't put your hand in front of the camera when you're moving it. People don't even know I'm doing it. But, you know, remember, I work with, you know, um, husbands and wives quite often, right? I'm managing the money. There's two people on my screen. You don't want to be looking at one person. If you're being interviewed by three people, you want to be looking at all of them. You don't want to be looking at one of them. You want to look at all of them. They all are going to vote. On the right, you're just going to notice it's, you know, I just highlight where, you know, the camera is on an iPad. People don't realize it. (laughs) But um, although I'm a diehard Apple fan, I actually, at the beginning of all this, bought a laptop. The only thing I use on this iPad is literally Zoom. (laughs) That's it. Um, Simply because that's how important it is doing these kind of things. So start your meeting with everything off. Why? Because you wanna make sure it's all set up the way that you want. As a reminder, put your, uh, um, notice that Chip put his name, name in there. and Annette put his, her, her email in there. Terrific. I love when, you know, Sarah, did, it's, I love when people, it shows that people are listening. Thank you so much. Um, what to wear. Um, I'm not a fan, no offense, Ken, of what Ken is wearing, um, where you're wearing checkered um, and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm more of a, the whole idea is if you look at the people on TV, everybody's generally wearing a blue shirt or something plain. Anything with the patterns in it causes you know, the, the eye to become distracted. So plain is better. I, only, I would always be in a suit, white shirt, tie. I went out and had to buy a whole bunch of blue shirts because white is a lousy color to use because if you've got a lot of lighting, it reflects off of it and then your face becomes dark. So it's a bad idea. So blue is the way to go.
3: Before we get to the rest of the interview, we wanna tell you about one way you can get some professional help if you find yourself looking to make a job transition.
2: Yeah, it can be a difficult time in life. You might be laid off or anticipating being let go, or maybe you're just looking for a job change. One thing we know is that people often find it more difficult to transition to their next job than they expected. And that's why we created Career Navigator, a coaching and training program designed to help people discover their path and follow it. The program has three components. The first is personal discovery. That's where you take assessments and find out how God has wired you. This provides scientifically proven data about what kinds of work you're best suited for and what kind of work environment fits you best. The second is messaging, where you work on refining your value proposition which helps you communicate clearly with people who can help you find the right opportunity. Finally, you'll learn about how to master the interview process. This includes refining your resume, your online presence, and how to stand out in an interview, even best practices for negotiating your salary.
3: The career navigator is offered in two versions. The individual version gives the most attention to you with a personal coach who guides you through the entire process. There's also a cohort version where you join others in a small group to help each other along the way.
2: So if you or someone you know is in the middle of a job search or want to find and follow your calling, check out the career navigator at vocacenter.org slash career navigator. We'll put a link to that in the show notes.
0: All right, Um, we talked about eye level, we talked about where to look, um, framing is important. Notice where Chip is. There's a little bit of space above his head. Notice where Sarah is. There's a little bit of space above his, uh, above her head. Notice where I am. There's a little bit of space above. Look at Annette. There's a big space, Or or Hilton. There's a big space above. Well, look at all the TV people, the talking heads on TV. It's not magic. They all look like they're the same height. There's about this much space above their head. And you're, you're an equal to whomever you're speaking with. Again, if you keep the camera level with you, line it up and look at yourself a little bit of space above. I'm not the biggest believer in the use of virtual backgrounds in the world of Zoom, unless you've got really good green screen behind you, because what normally winds up happening is parts of your body keep vanishing. You'll move your arm, you'll move your leg, and parts of your head are being cut off. Part of your... You know, I, it's very distracting. If you're drinking, don't, you know, drink out of a glass. Drink You know, drink out of, if you're drinking out of a mug, don't make sure it doesn't have an expression that you don't want people to see. Don't drink out of uh, sports bottles. You know, yes, you may be working out of your house, but, you know, nobody came, you're not, you wouldn't go to somebody's office looking like you were in a gym. All right. Um, I talked about body language mattering. Well, notice I use my hands. Why do I use my hands? Well, first of all, I can't talk without using my hands. Um, But secondly, um, I'm not wildly using my hands, but I use them enough because I'm trying to keep everybody's attention. I'm using them purposely to say, "Look look at a certain level. Um, I'm not just willy-nilly, you know, waving my hands. Especially if you've got a virtual background, your your hand is going to be just incredibly distracting. Sit forward, right? If I'm sitting back talking to you like this, you're not going to pay attention to me, right? I'm not commanding. I'm not. In, I'm not your. You know, it's it's as though I'm. You know, I'm not even engaged. Sit forward. Again, paying attention that matters. If you get up. Don't forget, turn off your mic, turn off your camera, because, again, nobody really needs to see what you may be wearing, you know, top and bottom. And the second thing, it's also very distracting. All right, Um, networking. So um, how can you be successful in this world? Well, you can be really successful. The first thing is, in real life, you arrive early, you stay late in a real networking meeting, you do the same in Zoom. Don't, Arrive, you know, you know. If the meeting starts at, at you know two thirty, twelve thirty today, don't sign on at twelve thirty. Sign on at twelve twenty because you may be let in early, right? The goal of of networking is the fewer the people there are in the room at the time, the more opportunity you have to start meeting people, right? Um, the second thing, and the same thing for dropping off at the end. Um, Taking pictures. People think this is the craziest idea, but it's incredibly effective. Now, you can do screen captures. I don't do screen captures because for me, my camera is much more effective, but I am always um, taking pictures Um, of the screen. I don't hold my camera up like this. (laughs) That would look really very silly. And plus it's a little weird to be taking a picture of the screen. I take pictures of the screen like this, where you can't see that I'm taking a picture of the screen, but I wind up with the attendee list of absolutely every single meeting that I go to right off the bat. Um, It gives me the opportunity to be able to use LinkedIn to look people up as well. but uh, and then I scroll through the pictures, um, you know, t- t- taking, you know, multiple pictures, uh, you know, of all of the, you know, of everybody that's on the meeting. And then, um, you know, a couple of things. Now, if you'll notice in the in this version that, you know, at the moment, the way that everybody is, um, you know, in the little boxes, things get chopped off. So if you bring up the participant list and stretch it out, guess what? Everybody's email address that they typed will also show up as well and take a picture of that. Um, so I do that, but if I'm not the speaker, right? I'm the speaker right now, so I can't do this. Is that my ding to tell me that I'm like running out of time? Or Okay, good. Um, the, um, the, uh, uh, the thing that's important um, is that if I'm not the speaker... Um, or even if I am, uh, with with this next point, what what normally winds up happening if you're in a small group like this, um, quite often what'll happen at the beginning of the meeting, people will go around the room and they'll introduce themselves. How many of you sit there as a passive listener, listening to everybody introduce themselves, um, and then wait for waiting for your turn, thinking about what you're going to be saying? Well. What I do, which is which is completely different, is I am constantly taking notes of every single person that 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 is speaking. I get you know when somebody introduces themselves, I want to know everything personal about them. I want and I want to know who I'm going to be reaching out to. And if I and ninety percent of successful networking is listening, it's not speaking. It's listening and listening to what people are talking about and what's important to them. Because if you're following up with people, the more that you relate to them based upon what was important to them, the more successful you're actually going to wind up being. So take notes. Don't be a passive listener. I am exhausted after I go to a networking meeting. Why? Even in Zoom. Because what I'm doing is I'm using a second computer where I'm looking up on LinkedIn each one of the people. I'm determining who I want to connect with. Um, I am actually connecting with them in the middle of the meeting because, unfortunately, people don't. I see somebody said you can use a snipping tool to take pictures on the screen. Yes, you can. Um, you can use a snipping tool or capture. Absolutely. I find the camera. Is, you know, it's what I used to do in the old world, which is what I do in this world. Lots of ways. I'm, however, you decide that you want to do it works perfectly fine. But um, the um, but um, I'm you know trying to you know if most people in these kind of meetings are still looking at their emails, despite the fact you want them to be paying attention to you. And so, if you start sending them connections um, with a personalized message we're both on this meeting I noticed this 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 about you I'd love to set up a one-on-one meeting I don't do a meeting I don't go to a networking meeting without setting up at least three one-on-one meetings during the meeting I will use the chat feature I will use LinkedIn but I, won't, but I will not get off of a meeting at least until I've set up three one-on-one meetings with people that are in it. It is the most amazing thing. You will see people smiling and looking for you, you know, because you just connected with them and they're going to, ah, they finally found you. But, it, you know, what a waste of time to be listening to a speaker when you have, you know, I don't go to networking meetings to listen to a speaker. I go to a networking meeting to make, to, to meet new professionals that I'm going to interact with, to, to meet new potential clients of mine. I do not go to a networking meeting to listen to a speaker. To me, the speaker gives me all the time to do my homework while the meeting is going on. <laughs> all right. Um, and then I schedule breakfast meetings, lunch meetings, dinner meetings, meetings. Um, the same as the way I used to do it. I tell people, bring your breakfast, bring your lunch, bring a drink, bring your whatever. And and I, I each day, um, I used to drive 35 40,000 miles a year. At the beginning of all of this, I bought a new Porsche, unfortunately, in October, just before the pandemic. It's it's the greatest ornament sitting in, a, in my driveway. Um, I, I've literally filled up the gas tank once <laughs> since March of last year. Um, but... Um, so, but, but I probably do at least a dozen meetings a day. I have no travel time in between meetings, right? So one meeting ends, I start the next meeting. Um, so, you know, again, be creative, um, the, the chat feature. Now, one of the things that I, that I do, which I'll do after this, you know, I'm done and we're, you know, you can use the chat feature, um, notice on the screen I have, uh, and by the way, as long as you guys send me your contact information, um, I'll email you the deck of slides so that you have this. Um, you know, because again, remember, I don't charge anything for this. This is all about you guys. So you want this? That's yours. Um, but I have a little paragraph thing that I paste into the chat room um, uh, to, um, to to uh, uh, so people have my contact information and that quote that I think that I think resonates with me to make me unique and different when people are looking. The, the world of networking is being unique and different, standing out, not just sounding like everybody else. All right, we're almost at the finish line here. Following up. Following up is more important. It, it, it's so important in the real world um, when you're doing it in person, but it's even more important in the virtual world. Otherwise, you, you're never going to actually, you, you, you know, you're not going to see them again so soon, so you might as well. you know. So following up, the more personal you can make it, the better you're going to be. Give you a good example. My younger son just graduated college. He graduated early, sports management major, uh, um, UMass Amherst, graduated summa cum laude. Um, the, the, sports management, the, the sports management world, he wants to work in the front office of a baseball team. Um, it, incredibly competitive. Um, but it's all about the follow-up. So one of the people that we met along the way um, we we went to a Nick game. Um, I know when people could actually go to a game, um, and we had some good seats. And, and And in front of us, we were in the front row of where whatever section and the and the president of uh, of the uh, of the Knicks walked by. And my son said, "That's who you know. That's who it was." I, I didn't recognize him, but he's he did. And I, and I said, well, you know, go meet him. So he, he, the kid sticks his hand out, you know, over the, the railing. You know, they, they talk. Um, and he gives him a business card um, uh, because my son, who at the time was 18, of course he had business cards. By the way, he, I, there isn't a piece of clothing that I own that doesn't have business cards. Um, although at the moment, I wouldn't take it from any of you guys, Because although I did get my first shot on Monday. Um, but I haven't really left my house in a year so. Um, but... Uh, you know, it, it it you know, but they're talking. They give a card. He didn't have a card, so what does my son do? Flip over another card with his pen and said, "Can you write down your contact information?" Um, because again, you know, he went to Scott One Hundred One in terms of the world of networking. And then me, what I did was I said to the, the two of them, "Stand together. Let me take a picture of you." Why? Because when my son was going to be following up, he was going to be he attached that picture that showed that he really met him. Here's the date. This is what they talked about. Well, that's what the world of networking is about. The more personalized you can do, the, the more out of the box that you do, the better you're gonna be. Um, I'm using two computers right now when I'm presenting why. Have you ever been on a Zoom meeting where people are saying, can you see what my screen now? Can you do this? To me, it's the most uh, uh, horrific thing. It's like, come on. You've been doing this for a year now. You want to know if somebody sees your screen. So me, I, I keep my presentation on one machine. I keep you guys on another screen. I see the presentation in the background. I know exactly what everybody has. I'm never going to ask, can you hear me? Can you see me? Can you do that? And to me, I just think, again, I believe in per. Of, of like taking advantage of the situation and everything should st- make you stand apart. Um, so, you know, as, as as you know, as Sarah and, and Chip had mentioned and Ken at the beginning of this, Zoom's here to stay. Whether it's Zoom or Teams or whatever, new there's going to be a new normal. I'm not going to be doing. The same number of meetings that I used to do. My physical office is in New York City. I only used to go in twice twice a a month, anyhow, to my physical office. If I ever go back to my New York office, it'll be a surprise. I'm if I'm never going back on Metro North. Um, I I I am, you know, I I, you know I, I, you know, the world is going to be different. Um, you know, it's going to be a new different. Um, It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be all in person. It's not going to be all virtual. There's going to be a hybrid. But it's a year later. All of you have to be experts in Zoom now because you can't simply say, well, you know, I don't do too many of these meetings. Well, then shame on you. Practice more Um, because this is part of our real world. Um, So that last bullet, practice, 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 um, it takes a lot of practice. I was not using Zoom at the beginning of all of this, right? I mean, I, you know, I did a couple of meetings. I was as bad as everybody else. Um, but, you know, but I, it, I realized that over time I had to reinvent myself and transform into the new world. So I'm going to stop here and see if you guys have any questions, comments. Um, but I promise you, if you're interested in, you know, if, you know, if if I could be helpful, by the way, you know, just so everybody knows, I don't, this is not my day job. Um, I don't charge a dime. I have no conflicts of interest. You can't pay me a dime uh, to help you. Um, if you were running a company, I can't be on your board. You can't give me any stock. I did run seven companies. I know that, you know, I, I happen to, as you may tell, and given, I do this literally every day. I get as excited about doing this every day as, you know, as I am today. So I enjoy helping people. And if I can be helpful to anybody, do not hesitate. Uh, that's
1: what I'm here for. Wow, so much there. Scott had so much to say. I think for me, one of the things that stands out is this idea that we need to always be growing our web of connections. I had a client recently who was wrapping up the Career Navigator and he said sort of sheepishly, does this mean I should keep growing my network? And I said, of course you should keep growing your network because you never know when you're going to need it. And I just love what Scott had to say about creative ways of finding groups to go to, even just virtual ones, using the, the attendee list to reach out to people and just continually expanding. You know, Trying to find groups where you're the only person like you in the crowd is actually an advantage. So I was inspired and energized uh, to get out there and keep growing my network. Sarah, what do you think?
3: Well, that got me thinking about Zoom setup and how some of us don't need to spend thousands of dollars like Scott does to get our Zoom studio up to par. I think at, at a basic level, some of us just need to stick a couple books under our laptop so that the camera's at eye level, and we need to put a lamp next to the Laptop, so we have good lighting on our face. There's also another level of investment where we just put some low-cost gear um, in our cart online. right? So we buy some better lights, a better camera, maybe we buy a better microphone, an extra monitor, and we can really get that laptop lift so we're not using books anymore. Um, and maybe you even buy a backdrop if your space is cluttered or your bed's in the background. But for those of us who are going to be working on Zoom consistently or need a really professional looking video conference space, we can invest even more money into this technology with a dedicated space that we design. Maybe we we paint a wall and rearrange furniture so that there's a clean screen um, in our box. And... um, you know, that's where we really need to invest some money in our work-from-home studio office because our offices aren't just offices anymore, right? We're inviting the camera in and we have to create almost like our own studio. We become our own producers.
2: Yeah, that's really true. And and it feels like that will pay off dividends long-term if indeed working from home is something we will be doing for a while. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me, I guess I would summarize this kind of seize the day, right? Make this Zoom meeting really... What it could be, leverage it for your networking, and that's simple things like putting your email address in the Zoom name, creating a contact card that you could easily copy and paste into the chat of a meeting. Um, follow up quickly, um, maybe even during the meeting, you go onto LinkedIn and you know request uh, to connect with people. It's really about your mindset. You know, how can I be ready to make appointments? before I even start the meeting, so that when I'm done with the meeting, I come out with something that are really gonna help move my career forward.
1: Great insights, guys. You know, in my work journey, I attempted two major career transitions in the last 10 years. One failed and one succeeded. The difference? In the one that worked, I hired a coach to walk with me. The investment of time and money was paid back many times through the increase in confidence, the shortening of the search time, and the compensation bump I received in my salary negotiation. I found God's help in my search process through a coach, and we offer the same to you today through the Career Navigator.
3: As we close, I invite you to join us live. Every Career Navigator podcast is recorded in front of a live virtual audience. Plan to join us and shape the conversation with your questions. Visit vocacenter.org slash webinar to sign up for the next live episode. The Career Navigator podcast is brought to you by Vocacenter, where we bring God's wisdom to work.